jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, we are here. I'm still recovering from oh. the rebangsoning <laughs> last week. I wish they had the, the gall to call it that. You know what? It left me <sighs> in a really vulnerable place. Yeah? It did. Because the night after I said, what does anything matter anymore? I told you I was giving up movies, right? And so I said, fine, I'm going to watch old Oh, the the Shyamalan! Yeah, and so I did. And I kind of loved it. Really? (laughs) It's so crazy. I've heard, I've heard it's just completely insane. It's completely insane, and I recommend it if you want to watch something that's completely insane. It's It's supremely silly, but I don't know that he knows that. (laughs) does he think it's scary maybe i think he thinks it's really saying something um he's given himself i know he's always done like the hitchcock cameos i think but yes he gave himself a somewhat sizable role in this and then at the end when the the credits start rolling and it's like the love theme from old starts playing this is (laughs) Like, complete vocals and everything, and it's like, this is an interesting choice. And then you finally get to the point in the credits where you see that it's from so-and-so Night Shyamalan, and I'm like, you know what? If he wants to create a cottage industry for every Night Shyamalan that is out there to take part in his weird movies, I give him my blessing. Yeah! He's just assembling his own Dreamland players, you know? That's right. They just sometimes make okay movies, sometimes. It, uh, I, I recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Really, like I said, really stupid. It gets really crazy. <laughs> it's literally, I know, I have I know, I never saw the trailer. I just know, like, people have said it's crazy. Now you have said the same. I am, I'm pushed towards watching it now, hearing this from you. I think you would actually really enjoy it. It's a beach where you get old. Right. That's, that's all there is to... Why don't they just leave? They can't. Why? Is there a fence? There's like a force field that gives you a headache. And what? warps you away. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I don't want to give away any twists. It is M. Night Shyamalan, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. There's got to be a twist. How? Why did they go there to begin with? Is it a timeshare where you have to do the 90 minute? They're at a resort and the people at the resort are like, there's a private beach, which is really awesome. And you should go there. So it's a resort grift? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
gonna watch this. God damn you. What have you done? White Lotus wishes, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're really gonna like it. Okay. 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 But then after old, I was like, man, I'm all right. That worked out. Oh, no. Plus, you mentioned... You mentioned a hot topic, Jessica Chastain. (laughs) So riding high on my old feelings and thinking back on to that Jessica Chastain, I was like, you know what? Why? What? What could happen? And so then I turned on it. Chapter two. Oh, no. Holy fuck, dude. I turned it off. I turned it off. Did you see it? No, I saw the first one, and then I and then I didn't ever want to do do more. I didn't either, except I was having the I was like I said, riding high on old fumes. Well, because you took a chance and it paid off. Right, it paid off, and then I was like, at the least, Stacey, you'll get Jessica Chastain. So I thought, what do I have to lose? Turns out, I have to lose an awful lot. Oh no. Oh my god, dude. I don't know how much I watched. Maybe 20, let's say 20 minutes. In that 20 minutes, it starts out with a gay bashing slash murder. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Then, of course, the one woman in the film has to get beat up by her abusive husband because this is a Stephen King property. Oh god. Then, uh, we're told the story of it through the use of this item that a man stole from the Indian tribe when the magical (gasps) Indians invited him to go on like a vision quest so they could teach him about it. And he was like, oh, this is the thing, the magical totem that tells the story of it. I'd better steal it from the tribe. What? What are they, the the Smithsonian? (laughs) (laughs) Then all of the it people went to eat at this like Chinese restaurant and because there were computer things everywhere because Pennywise was like I'll play a trick so there were computer things everywhere and they were like no and they thought they were real and so they just like destroyed this small Asian business and the woman was like can I get you anything else and they were like just the check and then they all left and I'm like you've cost thousands of dollars of damages in this restaurant you stole from the Indians this started with gay bashing and woman beating I'm I'm oh. and I turned Did, it off. Now, my one of my good job for choosing Joy was one of my concerns going into not watching it. Uh, I think part of why I chose not to, was there is the character, and I don't remember the last one very well. Um, but there was the character. One of the kids is black, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's I, the one who stole from the Indians. What? Yeah. Well, I heard that he was, because with that character, they were going to, when, I remember the director saying, when they grow up, he's going to be, like, a drug addict, and he's still stuck in the town, and he's the one that conveys all the history. Is that still, was he a drug addict? I didn't, I didn't see any drug use, but he is the one who stayed behind and stole from the the tribe and told everybody to come back, because when he heard about the gay bashing, he, like, saw a red balloon or some shit. Oh my god. Yeah, it was unfucking believable and it was 12 days long and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, Jessica Chastain. Wasn't it going to be it was like it's like a 3-hour movie, right? Mhm. How far did you make it? P- probably not even half an hour. 
Because all of that happened, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. I don't have to, and so I'm not going to. Why does it need to be? Why? What if Jessica Chastain was just a small business owner? Thank you. What if, like any Stephen King woman, was uh, was allowed? I know we've talked about this a million times. Success and probably sick of hearing about it. But it's like if they're not an Annie Wilkes like murderess. They are a put-upon, beat-up, abused woman who then overcomes the abuse. But, like, those those are his two flavors of women. Stacy, did you not see Carrie? Okay, she overcame the abuse from her mother who was put upon and abused. To, oh, wait. To, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. She's both. Then she turns around and kills people and gets killed. Uh, I mean, you've got your Wendy Torrance... You've got your Rose Matter. You've got your Gerald's Game. You've got your Dolores Claiborne. Like, every fucking woman has to get beat up before she's allowed to shine. The cool woman in Salem's Lot is just there to get turned into a vampire and be like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, I just... uh, It's exhausting to me. You're absolutely right. That is exhausting. Wow. Wow, what a journey you've been on. It's been quite a week, my friend. I watched Smile. (laughs) I was stuck in Connecticut, so I was like, well, I'm going to go watch Smile, because how bad could it be? I forget that, like, I'm spoiled by the movie theater where I work, and that we have a culture for movies here. And I forget that, like, I go to a movie theater in Connecticut, and the, the screen has glitter on it. And the auditorium sucks. This projection is, like, out of focus. The staff don't even close the door, so you hear, like, Sugar Ray playing in the lobby during the opening scene when Caitlin Stacy kills herself. <laughs> like, what? Um, excuse me. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Well, no, I don't. When am I going to see it? Another moment of weakness years in the future. I'm sure I'll watch it. Although it's doing very well and people seem to enjoy it. So. Yeah, next time you go on a Shyamalan roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I would just like to... Uh, I bristle at uh, the whiff of denigration about my beloved Connecticut. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I realize you went to a place that does not have a film culture. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm in classes. But to say that this is a Connecticut problem, <laughs> well, it seems like someone's going to have a Connecticutian problem. <laughs> All right. Okay. All I know about Connecticut is Middletown, Connecticut. It is not the place to be, is all I can say. <laughs> I'm sure there are other parts that are great. I I uh, issue my formal apology to the state of Connecticut and all Connecticuts therein and Thank elsewhere. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. The movie theater sucked. Smile. It like I wanted to enjoy it because I love what I did learn about this film is I love a ghost curse, a ghost virus, like uh, you know when there's a chain, mm-hmm. the and- chain letter of ghosting. And then, okay, we need to figure out the mystery. Where did it begin? I just love that. I don't care if it's been done a thousand times. I just, it gives me joy. Um, but this movie did not. It was just, it was just fine. People smile and then that's supposed to be scary. 
<laughs> the therapist from Nicole Kidman's therapist from Big Little Lies, though, is also the therapist in this. And she has a very small mouth. So when she tries doing the smile, she can't. And it's really funny. And um, that was my takeaway. But it was supposed to be scary and it wasn't. It was people told me this movie is scary. I can report it is not scary. I mean, isn't it? It's, it follows, but it's it smiles. Right. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but like it follows like had more style to it i thought this is this was not um and then and then for another weird reason i watched a return to salem's lot yesterday oh no have you seen it uh part of it because i turned it off it's so bad it's so fucking bad stacy i don't i have to say it i don't think i like larry cohen i said it okay but someone is very mouthy today and it's not me (laughs) it's a bad movie it has nothing to do with salem's lot except the town of salem's lot but they forget that the first movie happened and they're like we're a town of vampire pilgrims that started our own town called salem's lot and Blah, blah, blah. But my takeaway was Tara Reed is in it. She's the little girl. So at the end, I said, who was that little girl? I said, Tara Reed. So I like Tara Reed. What are we doing today? Stacy? today, this is Halloween week. Halloween. You know? Because next week is November, and that means it's no longer Halloween. So we're celebrating Halloween today. And in honor of such, we are compiling. Uh, we're programming. That's what we're doing. We are programming, not Halloween picks, not something to play at a party like we've done in the past. We are building a playlist, baby, of five horror movies for a Halloween movie marathon. Yeah. Think about all the movies you've seen. (laughs) And you can only pick five. This is really hard. Well, I think part of it is difficult, I think, because... We when we decided to do this, we didn't add any other criteria to it. No. Usually we like to narrow scopes to make it easier for ourselves, and this time we didn't. And so we had to narrow our own scopes. There was no mutual scope narrowing. <laughs> you really know how to get me going. <laughs> <laughs> um, If we did not say... Five movie marathon zombie edition. Right. No, not vampires only, not black and white classics. Right. This is uh, just, uh, you are, you are trapping people in your house or somewhere, maybe somewhere away from where the government will find you. You are trapping people and, and making them watch five movies in a row for Halloween. What five do you pick? This was also very challenging for me because, you know, at the Hollywood, we do an all-night movie marathon for Halloween times, and it's four movies. And I feel like programming four movies, something about that, it's easier to figure out a flow. But because we chose five, like, flow became so challenging for me. See, as someone who doesn't have a film culture, I don't have any experience with that, so... (laughs) Shut up. I just mean like we have good facilities.
facilities for it, at least here, that place, maybe it was just that theater. Why was there glitter on the screen? I know what you mean. Listen, moving from Los Angeles to Portland, Maine, when the first thing I did when I looked around here was I was like, where are the movies? Because there aren't, there's nobody's, you know, yeah. that's just the way it is. So I know what you meant. I had, I had an actual empathy because I was like, oh, this is why movies are dying. Because, like, we don't have an infrastructure to support this, the viewing of them as it's intended to be done. And and also because Marvel and Disney. And also because Marvel and Disney and also because people are like, everybody's awful. And why should I spend all this money when actually I can just stay home and it's great. And pandemic and streaming. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And caught price. But it's, the Hydra has so many heads. She does. Yeah. So, well, I so I'm interested to hear what parameters you gave yourself, if any. Honestly, I wanted to create an evening that would keep people involved. I wanted to give, uh, you know, not really peaks and valleys, but I wanted to have some slight altering in mood. <laughs> what, what am I saying? I wanted people to just to just watch the movies. I wanted to create five movies that, while not specific to any genre... Um, I wanted it to be like, this is a Halloween night good time. Not, not just, you know, there's, they're not movies about Halloween. Like I could have focused on movies that have Halloween somewhere within the film, but I said, no, what are the films that, that give the feeling of a, of a spooky, scary night that you would want to watch on Halloween? What about you? Did you go with specific parameters? I am envisioning my five played in a theater that was not like a living room gathering this is a movie theater experience Mm -hmm. so obviously obviously step one is throw glitter on the screen (laughs) yeah turn on sugar ray and bump (laughs) it in the lobby before we get to the movies and so i was like okay what is you know and so i just thought i'm gonna make this all about me what are five movies i have never seen on the big screen But I really, really want to. Oh. But then taking that and thinking about all the movies I've never seen on the big screen, also then having to refine it further and say, what would make a good all-night marathon experience? Yes. Because while I would love to see, say, The Haunting, the original on the big screen, I've never seen it. Is it something you want in the five-movie marathon? I don't think so. And so also on the flip side of it, because it's all things I've never seen in a movie theater, it takes out certain movies that I would love to put in a marathon, something like The Descent. But it Mm -hmm. doesn't qualify because I've seen it in a theater. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so then it was narrowing it down, having some kind of a vibe and having, I went for the playlist sort of peaks and valleys like how does this flow as an evening yes yeah those are that was my parameters i love that yeah i love that it is tricky it's tricky like you know you want to pick you want to pick something that you want to watch but you also want to pick something that maybe people haven't seen or you might want to pick something maybe you really want to show some wacky fucking foreign film but then you're like if this is the fourth movie in a lineup is an Italian horror film the right thing to show people that have been sitting there for four movies already 
and have another one coming. Oh, wow. What was your, how did you start? What was your number one? What was your... My number one is I racked my brain, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this on the big screen, and this would kick things off just right for this Stacy-themed evening of entertainment. The Fog! Oh, that was almost my number one! Really? Yes, yes, 100%. Whoa. Because what better way to set the mood? Oh, such a mood piece full of kings and queens. I mean, I've talked at length in plenty of places about how much I love the fucking fog. Uh, But I've never seen it on the big screen. That's the way I'm kicking off my evening. Hell yeah. You're laying back when, uh, uh, tuning in to Stevie Wayne. Watching some spooky ghoul. I mean, like, just, like, I love that. I'll put on the soundtrack, and, like, it opens with the the story from the Vigiman. And it's just, like, I mean, John Carpenter did Halloween, and Deborah Hill did Halloween. But when you want just, like, pure Halloween vibes, like, The Fog is maybe more of that. It is such a, yeah, it's, like, a very, very simple just ghost story. Yeah stripped down to its bare bones like sometimes even now watching it i'm like my god this movie is simple mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just in and out it feels like it's about 35 minutes long because it moves along so nicely and it's just god it's fucking great it does everything it needs to do so well yes and so while everyone is going to be trapped in my movie theater like a real life version of demons <laughs> I did think, like, if the, if people were only going to stay for one movie, what would I want to force them to watch? And it would be The Fog. Because also, yeah, this is when they're going to be the most tuned in. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, that's great. Did we go back and forth? I guess so, right? Then why not? Yeah. Okay. So my first pick, oh, this is still so hard because I just, like, my brain is constantly interchanging titles. <laughs> I know. I have my list of almost. Now, are you in a living room or are you in a theater? Or you know, I, I I think because uh, I was thinking in terms of programming, like, the all-nighter or something, I think I would also be in a theater mm-hmm. is how I would want to do this. Um also, I don't want to have a bunch of people in my house for five movies. Oh, get out. Oh, no. Five minutes is too much. No, get out. Yeah. Isn't there a bar you people can go to? <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I thought, well, oh, fuck, I just need to sit up. Yes, this is the movie I'm picking for my number one. Uh, I thought, let's start the evening off with something that maybe some people haven't seen on the big screen, but whether they've seen it or not, they're going to have a great time. Let's just go right out the gate with fun. And I picked The Blob in 1988. Ooh, yeah. Because come on, it's a perfect movie. It's about a blob. It's about a blob. It's like gross it's uh, shockingly disgusting and gory. I mean, the blob touches you, and you're, like, on fire. <laughs> yeah. Shawnee Smith is in it. The uh, the Xeroxed Dylan is in it. <laughs> Candy Clark. Uh. Candy Clark is that? I was going to say waitress, but she owns the diner. Thank you very much. 
It's a perfect movie. Yeah. God, I haven't seen that one in forever. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's not, you know, Halloween specific, but it's like, it's spooky. It's got, it's kind of has, there's just a quality to it that feels very like appropriate for a drive-in. Yeah. It's a monster movie. It's a monster movie. It harkens back to a, another classic as it was a remake of a classic. It's just a good time vibe. Okay. I would go see The Blob. Yeah? Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, thank you for proving. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we need to just to take it back and not, we need to get you into a screening of The Fog, Stacey. You need to see that on the big screen. I really do. Right? We'll make that happen. Right? Like, come on. Well, my number two is a movie that came up during this past Shocktober and Final Girl. I talked about it one of the days. I've never, this movie I think would be a real hoot to see on the big screen with a crowd of people. And that movie is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pieces! Oh! Yeah! Get some slasher goodness in there. You can't get much more bonkers than Pieces. It's crazy. It is made for watching with a crowd. I honestly, I have never seen a screening like Pieces ever like it's nuts what that does to an audience like this movie has a power (laughs) okay it's it's the real lords of salem it activates (laughs) it it activates something within you yes it really does i love it so much uh it's so much fun and i you gotta get a great value slasher in there (laughs) <laughs> I thank you so much. I just love your Shocktober, uh, r- r- um, column piece column blogs <laughs> so <laughs> much, and I love you pointing out that like she isn't even the okay. I should use words. So Stacy is writing about your your favorite character in horror movies, and half the time they aren't even characters. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, and. And uh, Stacey, for pieces, Stacy wrote about the girl on a um, uh, skateboard who just f- f- <laughs> skates through a plate of glass. And I, I don't know that I, because I've just been drunk every time I've seen pieces at an insane screening full of insane drunk people, right? And I don't think I ever asked myself, why is this scene in this movie? <laughs> it's so out of nowhere. She doesn't get killed by the killer. No, it's and it's not like the movie is about like it's not Final Destination, you know. It's a slasher movie, a crazy slasher movie, and yet there's this girl on a skateboard who's like the music kicks in and it's like you know crazy early eighties Italian like like disco esque music and she is fucking having the time of her life on that skateboard, waving at people and then down the block. These guys are, like, carrying this big piece of glass, like a mirror or something, out of a van. And she sees them from, like, down the block. She's going so slowly on the skateboard. And yet she spends the entire block, like, And she skateboards right into it. And it's like, just get off the skateboard. This is, like, even more egregious than Charlize not running left or right from the killer donut. 
Because at least that was a a, a, a behemoth <laughs> coming after her. Yeah, like this bitch is not in a car that doesn't have brakes going downhill. It's amazing. You're very slowly rolling on a skateboard towards something you clearly see coming. It's amazing. It's so good. God, this, I love and this pieces. movie makes you question reality, right? Between that, why is that in there? Why is Linda Day George an undercover tennis professional who really is a tennis star? Like, why? <laughs> why? She's why? a former, former tennis pro who has become a cop. Turned cop. A, goes undercover as a tennis pro <laughs> just in case just in case <laughs> she what why how does a chainsaw just magically start quietly in an elevator yeah why does the body come to life at the end of the movie oh why does someone a girl gets her head cut off like chopped off by a chainsaw in the middle of a school a campus park in the middle of the day and the the dean is like we'll just tell everyone it was an accident <laughs> It's just one of those. It's just such a perfect movie. Love pieces. Love pieces. That is a great second pick. I it'll get like everybody's you know chilling with the fog. I figured it'd give everybody a, a little shot of energy. Yeah. So I went with for my number two. I went with um. <laughs> I went with uh, something a little classic weird underrated is it underrated nowadays i don't think it is no it, now it's like super popular but just fun and weird i went with halloween three season of the Ooh, witch Ooh, yeah because i thought yes this is this can also be a jolt of fun um but the blob is so fun that we're already we're already peaked for fun but now let's go weird and a little unexpected because i think there's still people that haven't seen it i didn't see it until very recently in the long-term saga of my life uh and it's great it's a great halloween movie the children the bugs come out of their face come on that family i will never understand how the bugs come out of people's faces it's the druid computer chip stacy i know but where do the bugs come from from computer transmission from stonehenge Oh, I it's like that. Willy Wonka in Wonka Vision mm, mm-hmm. when he turns the kid into the particles. The druids are turning the bugs into. I see. Well, that makes sense now that you, yeah. now that you explain it. <laughs> you know, speaking of bugs, not to get on a tangent here, but uh oh. Earlier today, I was thinking to myself, uh, why, when Mister Brundle, you know, goes through the machine with the fly. Yeah. Why doesn't he just come out half fly, half human? Why does his fly side have to develop and evolve? And I realize the answer is to make a, a compelling narrative. I understand that. But it's not like he starts out as baby slash fly and has to also develop his human side. So why does the fly side, why isn't he just half fly? Or part fly or whatever. Like why, By the end of it, he's full man-sized fly. But at the beginning, he's like, what's this hair? <laughs> you know? Oh, my fingers are coming off. Yeah. Oh. And then he can puke up the acid stuff. And then his skin gets real bad or whatever. But it's, you know. You're correct. Scientifically, if his DNA was recombined or rearranged with fly DNA in that moment, 
it would have produced an immediate effect versus a slow change yeah which would imply that the dna is actively re reorganizing itself slowly over time and he's suffering the effects but no it was all at once when he went through the teleporter yeah like a fly isn't like a werewolf thing where you know well he has to wait for the full moon and then he slowly transforms <laughs> so you want a version of the fly where in the f- fifth minute into the movie he goes in the teleporter he's full fly and then gina davis is just like oh shit no i don't want that <laughs> no i no i just I was just getting a little Neil deGrasse Tyson about the science behind the fly. Thank <laughs> behind you. David Cronenberg's The Fly. Yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> What's Who's on third? Who's on third? Well, I figured everyone's going to be super energized from pieces. So let's keep it going to the point where we give everybody heart palpitations. Oh. A uh, movie I've never seen on the big screen, obviously. Uh, let's hear it for Angela Vidal. <gasps> let's have Rick. Let's get some zombies. Oh, my God. This was my third, too. Really? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. I had an alternate, but this was the one I decided to go with. My alternate for this spot was City of the Living Dead. Get some Fulci in there. Oh, yeah. See, I I I need some zombies. I think the third movie is when you go a little more brutal or a little foreign, right? Or both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Look at us. I love this. My alternate was, and I I almost went with it, but but then in the end I thought record is uh, is just so, it's it's Angela Vidal. What more do you need? And it's, it has the most terrifying finale of all time. My alternate was Atrocious. Ooh! Also found footage. Also, like, I mean, at the, at the, as the third movie, I mean, Atrocious is, what, an hour long? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is absolutely terrifying until you get to the ending that only kind of makes sense. It makes it less terrifying, but you're like, well, oh, still, I was sufficiently horrified for most of the film. Yeah, I was so scared. I don't care. So scared. So, but in the end, I said, record, it's got to be. Yeah. I haven't seen Atrocious in a hot minute. I should... Literally, I saw it once and it has stuck with me because it was so upsetting. Same. So I, I would this. go, I'd go to your screening either way, clearly. <laughs> I love that. Simpatico. Well, I bet our fourths aren't going to be the same. No, I guarantee they're not. I I guarantee they're not. Uh, I said, for fourth, I said, okay, it's time to go a little bonkers. Yes. Let's go a little like pieces, a good, something that would be a good crowd pleaser, I think. Something that I don't think a lot of people have seen. And this movie is one that I really love called Mausoleum. Oh. A little possession movie featuring Marjo Gortner. <laughs> so I have to give Marjo Gortner in there somewhere. <laughs> it is so stupid. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Like this, <laughs> this woman, when she's a child, she goes into her family crypt and there, the name on the crypt is Nomad. 
which is demon if you spell it backwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she gets possessed, uh, as you might expect. It's like a like the crypt is just full Spencer's gifts looking like it's purple and green. Yes. When she gets possessed, her eyes go green and make laser noises. Full corn teeth. She grows up. The actress is like a Playboy bunny or something. She's married to Marjo Gortner, and but her possessed side is coming out more and more. And it's just it's 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 a hoot to watch. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Oh hell yeah! I need to see this movie. It's eighty three, I think. So that that tells you, yeah, such a great. How how have we never covered this film? It's made for Gaylords, that's for sure. Stacy, it's Marjo Gortner. I will. When we have Marjo Month, (laughs) (laughs) every month, every month is Marjo Month for me. Oh yeah, the whole that whole left wing of the manor <laughs> all those teen beat Morjo Gortner posters ah, I wish well but we should do it I everybody watch Mausoleum it is so much fun it's a great movie to watch with like some friends and some beers and or in a crowd at my all night movie marathon hell yeah I think you might have inspired me maybe I'm gonna have to watch this hollow season in the the days we have remaining who else is in it um it also features um oh god what is her name she played esther on samford and son Mm. and (laughs) her role is one where you're like oh boy is this racist she's like the the (laughs) housekeeper and she gets all these lines that are like great googly moogly (laughs) (laughs) this and at one point she's like no more grieving i'm leaving and then she leaves and so surprisingly she's like the black character who actually lives to the end because she has the the good sense to leave the situation hell yeah but there is that touch of like i don't know so that's fun what was it great googly moogly great googly moogly I can't wait. Okay. Okay. It's gotta happen. See, why didn't I watch that instead of A Return to Salem's Lot? Well. Tara Reed. That's why. Um, okay. So for my part four, I thought, well, I feel like people are going to be a little bit sleepy at this point. This is like, I feel like the fourth or, you know, when you're almost at the end, like people can will themselves to stay alive for the last movie. <laughs> yeah. But when you're almost to the end, like if you're going to, if you're going to say, hold my, hold my purse, I'm going to, I'm going to take a couple of winks. Is that what people do? If they take a wink? Is that how you nap? Sure. That's what they say. That's what everyone says. So I thought, okay, let's go a little weird here. Let's go a little obscure. Let's go a little, um... Just a slightly bit older than the films that I've been showing. Just a tiny bit older. So I went with a 1971 fucking weirdo movie. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show. I went with Brotherhood of Satan. Have you ever seen Brotherhood of Satan? I've never seen it, no. It's not good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's not good, but there is something that I find so charming about this weird, little, boring, bad movie. (laughs) Um... 
we we watched it at the end of a sleepover when we were teenagers the collective we um years and years and years and years and years ago someone puts on brotherhood of satan and we were just at the point of sheer delusion and exhaustion that everything in the movie was so hysterical brotherhood of satan is sort of like a reverse children of the corn where this dude and his wife and kid or girlfriend and kid i don't know they drive they're driving through like a a corn looking town the car breaks down they're stuck in this town and it turns out that there is a satanic cult of old people who are going to transfer their souls into the young people so it's a reverse corns mm. and it's just bonkers and weird and there's a scene with a strange possessed doll that's supposed to be terrifying but it's really funny and uh, I enjoy this movie. So I said, hey, I can torture the audience while they're asleep with this bonkers weirdo movie that most of them probably haven't seen. Yeah, Brotherhood of Satan. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I love, I love Satanists. Me too. This is the fifth movie. People are riding high. People are riding high still. And I'm like, I'm going to send them out on a good note. Let's finish it off with battle royale oh oh my god you masochist how exciting i love battle royale love battle royale that movie is so crazy oh it's so good it's so good it's so much fun it is i mean i want people i want people to have heart issues when they leave my marathon Because after the fog, it's just like one thing after another to get you going. So It's sad, but it's so good. And it's so, it's a really interesting lesson in like um, tone. Because it's funny, but it's sad, but it's over the top, but it's grounded in like the reality of this for these characters. And then you have the, I mean, whatever is going on with that teacher who's that amazing actor. I can't remember his name. What a weird, incredible movie. Yeah, so I figure they're in there for 10 hours. We'll send them out, with, send them out in a very special place. Yeah, <laughs> that special <laughs> place is correct. Yeah, and then they open the door to the theater, and they're back in the real world, and they're exhausted <laughs> and full of snow caps. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this is the violence of a horror movie marathon, is... I don't even go to the one at the Hollywood anymore because the same thing would always happen where I would be like, okay, this is going to be fun, but also I need to stay awake. I'm going to have some coffee and I'm not good at drinking caffeine. I go, I get bonkers. So I have a little coffee and then I think, oh no, I need to calm down. So then I get high and then it creates an unholy thing where I'm stoned, but also shaky so then I think I need to eat something, and then I eat all of concessions. I literally ate everything we had at concessions, and then I got so sick, and then we had to leave, literally. <laughs> like, we didn't even get to the second movie, and I was like, I have what? to go. I know, I did all of that in this first movie. Oh my god. And then I left, because I was like, I just went from over-caffeinated and manic to way too high and munchies to I now have a stomach ache because I ate oh everything at concession. <laughs> Holy shit! I thought this was over the course of an no, evening. it was the first movie! 
Oh my gosh. I flew too close to the sun, Stacy. People, yeah. I was like, I'm going to have such a good time that I engineered the worst possible time. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So, snow caps, you say that, and a part of me curdles. Yeah. At the sense triggered. memory. Yeah. Yeah, it is a trigger for love me. Love a snow cap, though. Love a snow clap. Love a. Um, I, w- I went nuts. I was like, Mike and Ike's, fill me up. All the oh, all wow. of them. Reese's Pieces. Now I, I honestly, oh. yeah, I have a hard time eating them now because of it. Oh, I can fuck up some Reese's Pieces. I love them. I, I love them. But there is a very specific sugar profile with a Reese's piece that I have that, and I'm right back. I'm right back in what? Um, oh, okay. We gotta wrap it up. It's been a whole night. This is, you've been through four movies. In my in my auditorium, we have just finished Brotherhood of Satan. People are like, why did you do this? We're tired. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go out with a fun, fun, good time, a bang, if you will. Not not actual bangs. I'm not showing Halloween kills or ends. Uh, and so I said, let's wrap this up with a little movie called The Evil Dead. That one almost went on my list. Yeah! <laughs> such a good time spook show vibe it's it's the movie has gumption <laughs> it's creative it's disgusting it's uh scary but also kind of funny in it's it's charming um low budgetness but also well done and it's a movie that many people know so it's gonna get them to your marathon or yes. keep them there I think that's the thing is like after this journey what's going to keep people awake you gotta you gotta have deadites you gotta have deadites or Japanese school children murdering each other you know it's a fine way to end an evening both are a great time people emerge the sky is blue they don't know where they are or what's, what's just happened to them they were on a beach and now they're old now they're part fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. I'd go to either of those marathons. Yeah, I think they'd be great. So, okay, now in order, what were yours? One through five? One through five. The Fog, Pieces, Wreck, Mausoleum, Battle Royale. Hell yeah. And That's I had a fine lineup. The Blob. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Wreck, Brotherhood of Satan, and The Evil Dead. Yeah! What were some of your, like, oh, I really have to fight myself to not put this on the list? I mean, The Evil Dead, I think, was probably the biggest one. Yeah. Well, the other ones just kind of, like, I made my impulse list, and then it was like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. Like, I would love to see Straight Jacket on the big screen, but... Oh, you, your post got me really wanting to rewatch that. Oh, it's so, so, I so good. forgot about the mask. <laughs> it's such a great, great movie. Or, like, any William Castle movie, you know, would be perfect, but, but, I don't know, it wasn't the vibe I was going for. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I had Carnival of Souls on this list. It just kept popping up on this list. And I love Carnival of Souls, but I'm like, is that, if you want to keep people involved for five movies, is that the one? I mean, honestly, compared to Brotherhood of Satan, maybe I should have gone with Car- Carnival of Souls, but I wanted that. I almost, I almost, I kept 
my 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 Doctor Strangelove possessed hand kept trying to write Cold Prey two in, because what a wicked brutal slasher, so good. And then you know Fright Night and Night of the Demons. I'm like, what says Halloween more than those? But I'm like, I feel like that's expected, and I might have put those on my previous list for this show. So let's go with these. Good list, man. Yeah. I can't believe we both had Wreck for third movie. That's wild. I know, isn't that hilarious? That's crazy. Well, done. that's why we podcast together. That's why, because we love Uncle of the Doll. Yeah, there's mutual list making going on, or something like that, <laughs> and mutual scope narrowing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, Stacy, with all of this said, every last film, every last snow cap, with. All of it said, are you ready to walk out of that auditorium and to place your head on the chopping block? I believe I am. I guess that's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Chopping block. It's a question and answer game here on Gaylords of Darkness. We present each other with three categories of horror movie trivia. We choose our one category, which we will answer. We are presented with five questions. We have ten seconds to answer each question unless one of us calls out, I want the wig, in which case, oh, you know it, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig, the strictly strode herself from the 1981 film Halloween 2, magically descends upon your head and confuses our non-binary executioner, the Heads Day, which earns you an additional 10 seconds to answer just that question. If you get anything wrong, you are done. You're over, you're dead. If you get all of them right, well, congrats. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do a chop of block last week. No, so I can't even ask who did what last. Well, how about then I present you with my two new categories. Oh, wow. Okay. And my one returning category. Our returning category for you is coming off the heels of a piece of shit we watched last week. <laughs> I'm still mad. Like, this is not healthy. Like, I'm still mad. And I people are trying to, like, say that it's a misunderstood masterpiece. And I'm like, girl. They use the font from the old movie. That doesn't show any... There's no intention beyond any of that. Yeah, I think... I will say one thing for It Chapter 2 is that it made me even more angry than the rebangsoning, and so it's taken my mind off of how much I did not like Halloween Bangs Part 2. Really? That badly? Yeah. What's the category? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, coming off of that... Uh, this category is How Many Times Must I Die? Halloween edition. This is your very favorite. This is the one that (laughs) Stacy, when she says her prayers at night, you you kneel in front of the bed and you do the the Jesus hands. And you say, baby God, please protect Anthony. And, um, give me a perm. And... Let Anthony ask me questions about how many times characters died in the Halloween films. I like that I have to pray to God for a perm. Like, (laughs) I can't just pray to Ogilvy home perm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've seen the altar for that. I know yeah. that you also do that. But to double your chances of the oh, there you, go. you my... also pray to baby God. That's right. My perm is divine. <laughs> to air is human. To perm is divine. That should that should be on the box. That's also your housewife's tagline. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's part of your character arc is that you have a perm. To air is human, to perm is divine. <laughs> um, okay, so and how many times was I die Halloween edition? I name a character from the original Halloween, and you tell me how many times that character is pronounced dead or regarded as dead in the franchise after that point. So this includes reboots, this includes remakes, this includes retcon deaths. It can include the trash can, because I'm never doing that category. <laughs> it includes the trash can. <laughs> and so we will move on to our two new categories. Which I think you'll pick one of these two, because I think I know a little something about you uh, and your prayer shrines. <laughs> your first new category is anthologies. In which I tell you the name of a story from an anthology film, mm. and you tell me which movie it comes from. It's pretty simple. Okay. That's Your fun. second new category is The Real Housewives of Halloween. Oh. And yes, this is all about the convergence of Real Housewives and Halloween episodes. Halloween costumes worn by the housewives. Oh, wow. Spooky, scary experiences with the housewives. It's mostly Halloween costumes that they wear, but it's it has other things as well. So, your categories are trash can, and <laughs> anthologies, and the real housewives of Halloween. Oh. Let's go with anthologies. Okay, okay. I think you're going to get these. You know all of these. I don't know. I get them confused, though. You know all of them. Okay, we'll see. And then if you get them all right, you have to answer the housewives. <laughs> <laughs> well, the housewives, I'm like, I don't know those. Oh, you would know all of them. Mm. Okay. Anthologies. You ready for this, number one? I'm ready. All right. So I just say the name. You tell me the movie. Number okay. one. And all through the house. That's uh, Tales from the Crypt. Ding, ding, ding. Starring one Joan Collins. Joan Collins. So good. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, okay. Start it off easy. We're gonna, we're gonna maybe, we're gonna maybe kick it up a notch. No, are we really? Number two. You'll get this. Number two. Something to tide you over. Ah, uh, creep show. Ding, ding, ding. Starring three dream boats. Yeah. Okay. Look at this. So easy. So easy. Mm. Number three. Millicent and Therese. Trilogy of Terror. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Karen Black is the twins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a great movie. The whole thing. We got. I mean, obviously the Zuni fetish doll is a showstopper. I mean iconic yeah <laughs> two iconic actresses karen black and that zuni fetish doll yeah number four don't answer to the door 
want the wig. Don't answer to the door. It's not horror stories. <gasps> ding, 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 ding! Oh! Congrats! How did you pull that out? It was very painful. <laughs> there was a mutual throttling. <laughs> mutual scope narrowing. Yeah, I scope, scope narrowing. That's it. <laughs> throttling. Wow. <laughs> okay. What? Look at this. I feel like I'm living in a Harlequin romance novel. <laughs> All the things that happen to scopes. <laughs> Okay, good job. See, I thought because the, the the title is strange thanks to the translation, right? So I thought maybe that could be a hint, and you got it. Good job. Phew. It's the scariest one. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, great child actors. Okay, for all the money, yeah. you are right here, number five, baby, number five. Midnight Mess. Midnight Mess. Midnight Mass, I don't know. Midnight Mass, I don't know. Midnight Mass, I don't know. Oh, you're dead. Oh, Stacy. Oh, Stacy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Midnight Mass is the first story, the vampire story from Vault of Horror. Oh. Vault of Horror was the answer we were looking for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not contesting it do you want housewives as a consolation prize you just want me to answer housewives so okay okay thank you i love housewives <laughs> it's a halloween special okay right yeah okay number one real housewives of halloween number one Lisa Rinna donned horrifying blue contacts, a blonde wig, and an even shittier personality when she dressed up as which fellow cast member in season nine of Beverly Hills? Oh, Erica Jane. Thank you very much. I didn't even start the clock. That was a turning point for Rinna, I think. Well, it's when she when she invited it in. She yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little Erica Jane Glick was outside the window, <laughs> tapping on it. <laughs> she invited her in. And, I mean, she just has been full WWF villain ever since. Something in that moment, something... Because I've always said, what does Erica have over Lisa? Mm-hmm. And you're right, it must be a little tiny goblin version of her, a yeah. glick. She felt a freedom she'd never felt before or something. <laughs> she did! She did. She thought Lisa... She and Erica weren't the tightest back then. Mm-hmm. And then she let go and let Erica glick. Yep. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, number two, the Real Housewives of Potomac visit a haunted forest in season four. But by far the scariest thing about it was this man who had recently been charged with sexual assault by a camera operator. Ugh, don't make me say his name. I won't. We know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gollum. Gollum Darby. Fucking sweaty ass Gollum. God, Candace just being like... Yeah. <laughs> whatever she called him, the pasty ass, like... His cr so crusty good. ass face or whatever. Crusty ass face. It was so good. Number three. In season two of The Real Housewives of Melbourne, 
Gina Liano giggles through werewolf teeth at a gothic dinner party, much to the annoyance of what incessantly talking new cast member? Was it Pettifleur? It was Pettifleur Berenger. Yeah. Author of Switch the Bitch. Who begs to differ? <laughs> love her. <laughs> I love Gina with those werewolf teeth. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. In season 10 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nene Leakes dressed up as an exterminator while her now-deceased husband Greg dressed as what? Oh, he dressed up as a cockroach. So funny. I love love that you don't even need to remember. You don't even have time to start the clock. You just are a a font of this information. Oh, it was such a troll move. (laughs) You have to see it in context, people. The troll move. Oh, so good. Like, Cynthia was 50 Cent and won the costume contest for being 50 Cent, but, I mean, who won the costume contest of our heart by being a troll? Exactly. <laughs> Nene Leakes. Thank you. <laughs> Number five. For all the You're Already Dead money. Number five. According to Countess Luann, she did not intend to offend anyone when she donned blackface to dress as what singer at Dorinda's <laughs> Halloween party in season 10 of New York City? Diana Ross! My god, you are a monster! You win! <laughs> I should have picked that one, that category. I'd not, still be a There is not even a, del- a thinking delay. Yeah. She just has the information ready to go at all times. Okay, notice that that was season 10. Bitch, that was 2018. Whoa. Countess Luann in 2018 is putting on blackface to be Diana Ross and saying, well, I didn't intend to offend anyone. She was honoring Diana Ross, okay? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Who says the housewives are out of touch? (laughs) Not me. Not me. (laughs) They couldn't be more in touch. (laughs) She She was just getting us all ready for 2020. God, I just feel, I know people are like, really, Housewives? Yes, sometimes we do the Real Housewives of Darkness, and people watch it, and that's great. But I just want to say that I feel, in so many respects of life these days, we've kind of touched on it. I feel so fed. We've got new seasons of Salt Lake City and Potomac happening, and the Beverly Hills reunion all happening at the same time time it's a miracle that i'm even here to record this today and i'm not dead from pleasure on my couch (laughs) (laughs) just a soggy corpse just in front of that tv thank you box of snow caps spilled (laughs) onto the floor oh oh it's it's true i i feel spoiled like i'm literally behind like, I have to catch up because there is so much Housewives right now coming at me. And the Vow, like, I, you thought Nexium was over. The Vow Season 2 just released. I have that. The Mama Moe comeback. I'm telling you. I'm oh like, am I? Is the end nigh? Like, is there a comet on the way that no one's told me about yet? And they're just giving me everything I want right before the end. Yeah, it's it's called worldwide fascism. Enjoy, (laughs) enjoy these things. Well, that's not fun. (laughs) I was looking for my 
my deep impact moment. I was going to give my Taya Leone. Oh, yeah, you want to be Taya on the beach? Who doesn't? Taya on the beach is a giant tsunami of housewives as all of the cast (laughs) of of fucking BravoCon human tsunami coming (sighs) at you to wash you away. Thank you. Uh, Miami's coming back soon. They just announced, put out the trailer for Miami. What is happening? It all, doesn't it? I think about this and I'm like, it almost, I think it actually makes up for Halloween Bangs Part 2. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a blip of male ineptitude in what is a sea of endless, endless, glorious, um, I was going to say content, but I'm going to say art. <laughs> That's right. God, I love it. Okay, well, it's your turn. Now. Oh, right. My ghost will ask you questions. We have someone in the corner. We have Jackie from the Real Housewives of Melbourne who's going <laughs> to communicate She's picking up me. the vibe. Yeah, she's picking up my vibes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you have three old categories uh, because Hi. my brain just has not been in a chopping block place lately. I cannot explain it. But I sit down and I say it's time to think of categories and questions, Stacey. And my brain says, I have other things to do. Honestly, it is. I love the chopping block. I'm not saying we get rid of it, but it is hard thinking. It's bottom of the barrel scraping these trivia questions these days. I need to go on like a a chopping block retreat where. Yes. um, Where, I don't know, just the soothing sounds of nature or something allow these categories and questions to come to me because it's getting really difficult. Stacy, get in the sleeping bag and <laughs> drink the cacao yeah. and we're going to do a sound bath. Yes. Uh, and you will have the new categories revealed to you. Well, Shimon can help me unblock <laughs> my, my block. <laughs> okay. So your old categories are... Category one, to avoid fainting. Keep repeating. It's only a tagline. In which I give you the tagline from a horror movie. You tell me the horror movie. Hmm. Easy, easy. Uh, Category two, before they were stars. Which is all about very famous people who got their starts in horror movies. I tell you the person and you tell me the movie they got their start in. And category three, great doggy acting, (gasps) which is all about dogs in horror movies. Sometimes I want the name of a movie. Sometimes I want the name of a dog and so forth. So to avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a tagline before they were stars and great doggy acting. I love the dogs. I think the dogs are precious angels, but I have been so curious about Before They Were Stars for quite a while. Mm. I gotta go. Before They Were Stars, me, please. <clears throat> All right. I think you'll get these. I'm looking for movie titles. Okay. Okay. Number okay. one. You'll get this one. Wait, do you just say the name and then I do the movie? No, I give you a sentence. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Number one. Before she was Mr. F, Charlize Theron was she who (laughs) worshipped behind the rose in what movie? (laughs) The the, the, uh, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Yes, ding, ding, ding! (laughs) Before she was Mr. F. (laughs) Like to see them do that story today. Okay, number two. Before she was a friend, 
Jennifer Aniston fought which diminutive, greedy movie monster? <laughs> Leprechaun? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Number three. Before she played the piano in The Piano, Holly Hunter played a camper in which slasher film? What? Oh! The Burning? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! Oh! Oh my god! Yeah. I don't even know if I remembered that, actually. Wow. I just pulled that out of where you pulled the things out of. Because I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I thought, well, what's this? George Costanza was in that, too. And yeah. that's unexpected. So maybe Holly Hunter. Oh, wow. Good job. Woo. Wow. Where do you, where do you fall with the burning? How do you feel about that? Um, it's nasty. Yeah. yeah Interesting cool. it has a final boy. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I should re- I just asked that because I'm like it, it's never it never was one that stuck with me, but people love it, so I'm like I should maybe watch it again. People just love that raft scene. Yes. Oh yeah, where they kill the children. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Number four. Look at you. Here we go. Oh my god. Before he was Cliff the Mailman on television's Cheers, John Ratzenberger played a drummer who gets planted in a people garden in which 1980 film. <laughs> um, 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 uh, uh, Motel. Yes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was in that. He's the drummer for Ivan and the Terribles. That's hilarious. Yes. Oh, I love a Ratzenberger. <laughs> Number five for all the prizes. Oh my God. Before he was the church lady, Dana Carvey had a wordless role as a <gasps> news reporter's assistant. In which 1981 film? What? I want the wig. A 1981 film. That could be anything. You didn't say what genre. It's just a 1981 film. Fuck. Uh, 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 Friday the 13th Part 2? <laughs> Halloween 2! The 1981 film Halloween 2. Yep. Fuck! You can clearly see him, but he doesn't have any dialogue. I just pulled that out of my... I know he would not be in Friday the 13th Part 2, but I just was like, what else was in 1981? Oh my... Halloween 2? Really? Dana Carvey? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. When the reporter like goes up to the house when they're going to pull Annie's body out and all that, and she's like, go do this. and Wow! Well, just like choosing Rick for our third film, we both died on the fifth question. Yep. That's that's what podcast co-hosts do. Like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> to the end. At least like they're crash test dummies. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so much for that episode. Happy Halloween! Right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Eat the snowcaps. Put on a costume and enjoy revelry. Right. <laughs> you can visit our website. <laughs> Gaylordsofdarkness.com, which will, uh, it's a portal. To, it's got social media links. Um, oh, I hoped it was to pleasure. Oh, boy. Um, well, we'll be back next week. I'm not Talking about old. 
Yeah, I'm talking. Ooh, I hope so. Who knows what? <laughs> who knows what we'll do? But we will see you then. Happy Halloweens. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.